We got a lot of calls this morning with people on vacation, and we got uh, uh, Brother DJ having some back problems. He's looking at us, and we're praying for him and Sister Linda, praying for her and what she's going through. So when you see people and you don't see them sitting around as usually here every Sunday, then you need to pray for those people. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. One of the things that keeps us broken, and there's a lot of broken people because sometimes feelings that's buried alive don't die. And so we have to really kill those feelings or they'll come back again. Something can come up and trigger them. And so we want to talk about it today and a little bit about this. There is a way uh, to the kingdom. And the first one is we have to confess our sins, we repent of our sins, and then comes salvation. We confess our sins, repent of our sins, and then comes salvation. It is good to go to church, folks, and have a good time and raise your hands and uh, 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 praise and worship. Are you really saved? Are you comfortable saved? On last Tuesday, when I taught a Bible class, I was asking them to talk to each other. There are people who live in the household. I'm talking husbands and wives, living in the household that have no idea if the person in their life is saved. One of the most tragic things that happened to me, a friend of mine uh, who was a strong Christian lady, had called me, her brother was shot and killed, and somebody, of course, had to go recognize the body. That's how they do. And she just screamed. And I said, What's, are you going to be okay? She said, he wasn't saved. He wasn't saved. It's something all you think about. We set up in church, and we go through the motions, but are you saved? That's the ultimate thing, are you saved? Everybody, I'm one to you, and then for the other people that are saved, do not think that you won't slip. Be careful. You got to be careful. You see, I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about slip. Go back. There was a man that loved God with all his heart. And God said he was after his own heart because he loved him. And that was David. You know, David loved the Lord. You know, and he, he really loved, and God loved David. That's right. But David got caught in a situation. And I must briefly tell the story. David took a day off. And in him taking a day off, he walked out on the balcony, like the decks we have today, and he saw a woman bathing naked, you see. And what he should have probably done is walk right on back in the, right. in the living room and watch TV. 
or doing something else. Like a play, Pastor. But instead, he gazed upon her and he asked somebody, who is that? And they told him who she was and who her husband was. But he said, that's okay. I just want to talk to her. That's what he said to himself. I'm just going to talk to her. So he invited her up for lunch. We're modernizing this thing. <laughs> yeah, because he was just going to talk to her. You read the story. He, he was just going to have a nice conversation, talk to her. He knew that she was married, and she knew that one of the soldiers in his army was her husband, and so he knew all that. But he was, in mind, he was just going to talk to her. He had a day off. He took a day off, and, you know, he was good. But then they had lunch. Probably had, in those days, probably had a couple glasses of wine. And we know the story. What happened? And it went into an affair. She got pregnant. He didn't know what to do, so he told his general to send the guy, her husband, and so he could go back and take, do what he do. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I'm talking like y'all understand me. And blame it on him. But the soldier was dedicated to David. He wouldn't go home. He stayed at the foot of the palace. So David had to figure out something else. Because, you know, when, that, when wrong gets wrong, it gets wronger and wronger and wronger and bigger. So he, he called his gentleman and said, hey, uh, put your eye on the front line. Because he figured he'd get killed. And he did. All was done. Wow, got away with that one. Everybody needs a Nathan, a prophet Nathan. Is it right? Prophet Nathan, isn't it? Prophet Nathan was talking to David, and you all need somebody, a person that you can talk to that will just tell you where it's at. Nathan was talking to David, and he said to him, Oh, David, there was a man that had thousands of sheep, and one man had one sheep that he loved and cherished, and the man that had a thousand took the one sheep, the only sheep that this man had. And he said, what do you think of that? And David said, surely. David was enraged when he heard the story. He was just angry when he heard the story. He said, surely this man should die. And Nathan said to him, thou art the man, David. Need somebody in your life sometimes to call you out. Not just anybody can do that because you're not close, but somebody close to you to respect to call you out. A lot of people run from those people because they don't want to call, be called out. David was wounded and bruised in his spirit because of the wrong he had done. You see? Just because you didn't come to church, right? You didn't confess your past sins repented of them and got salvation don't mean if you're not careful, you can disappoint God. You got to be careful with that. One of the most powerful we're going to start because we want to make sure we're all in this together. The first epistle of John 7 and 10 tells us the importance of salvation. We'll get that straight first because we need that. Because I want every one of you to check yourself and take inventory. 
are you really saved? If you haven't confessed your sins and repented of your sins, you're not saved. You've got to confess your sins, repent of your sins, and then comes salvation. Jesus Christ fixed that for us. This is serious. This I'm going to take my time because this is a serious business. There's been, I have been, listen to me very careful, I have been to home, they call them going home celebrations now, and they used to call them funerals and all that stuff. You can call them whatever you want to call them. That person's out of here. I have been there and talked to the preachers, and the preachers said to me, Pastor, you know, the old brother preacher said, I had to hold my tongue because I don't know where that brother was with the Lord. Because <coughs> he didn't know. And in some churches, I won't do them, but in some churches, pastors are very family members. Y'all know I don't do that. You know, because, I mean, you know, you get a friend to do that. Because these people ain't saved, you can't preach them into heaven. That's right. That's right. You see what I'm saying? And so you can't be using all this and lying. You see, the God called them home. <laughs> really? You see what I'm saying? But there's a way. And we need to sit and talk with some of the folks in our household to make sure we got this thing straight. Our family members, make sure we got this thing straight. That you can live with confidence if somebody you loved would pass away. You see, I've always talked to Sister Quinn. I'm getting a little older now. I said, no, I'm good. Mm -hmm. So you see, when, when, when my time comes, I, I told him to put no tubes, no nothing. Right. I ain't scared of dying because that's just the flesh. That's right. This flesh, when it dies, is going to lead me into eternal life. That's, right. that's when you're saved. That's right. Here we go. Coming from the voice that starts and says, if we walk step by step in the light where the Father is, then we are ultimately connected to each other through the sacrifice of Jesus, his son. Through the sacrifice of who? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus Christ made a sacrifice for you. You need to think about it. And his blood purifies us from our sins. That's the only way that you're going to get into the kingdom of God. Oh, it's fun to go to church and just jump up and down. I'm talking to you this morning. You don't know if you're going to make it home. The tragedy that happened in, I forgot the shopping center up north. Where it's going? Zona Rosa. This lady just went to have lunch with a friend. Walked across the street, hit and killed by a semi-truck because they're doing construction. Had no idea that her life was going to end right after lunch. You never know. We got to get this right. All right? Again, Pastor, it says his blood purifies us from all our sins. From how many? All. It ain't nothing on the other side of? All. All right? So if we go around bragging we have no sin, then we are fooling ourselves and are strangers to the truth. See, you're lying to yourself. There's more folks lying in church than anywhere. Come on. These books was written to church folks. They ain't lying out there because they don't claim him. The lies are in the church, in the body of Christ. If you ain't living it, all right? In verse 9 it says, but if we own up to our sins. You got to own it. Own it. You see, you got to own it. And that's tough, but you got to own it. 
You've done it. Own it. All right? It says, then God shows that he is faithful and just by forgiving us our sins. And he will not do it until you own it. Because if you don't own it, you won't confess it, you won't repent, and there's no salvation. That's right. That's right. All right? It says, and purifying us from the pollution of all the bad things we have done. And purifies us from the pollution of all the bad things we've done. Y'all in here with me. Come on here. We need to be purified from all the things that people have done. Amen. Well, last Sunday, you know, pastor felt good, right? Folks saying that was good. No, this is good. Yes. Last Sunday was emotion and fine and we're excited. This Sunday is, oh, you're going to heaven or hell. You need to make the choice. Where are you going? That's right. That's right. This is what this is about. Because you, you understand? Because one thing about it, you don't get out of this alive. That's right. All right? Verse 9 and 10 from the King James says that if we confess our sins. You got to do what? Own it. Confess. Confess it. The Bible says you got to confess your sins. And you're confessing your sins. Sometimes you got to go to somebody. That's right. And confess them. You pray God get that thing over, but you got to confess it. And you got to confess it out. The hardest thing for men is three words for us to say, I was wrong. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. It's hard for us to live with that. Mm -hmm. We better learn to say it. Because if you're afraid to say I was wrong, that means you're afraid to confess your sins. And if you can't confess your sins, you're hell bound. That's right. According to the gospel. Right. You've got to confess, repent before you get saved. Yeah. You've got to confess, repent before you get eternal life. That ain't the pastor talking. That's the word of God. That's right. All right. Again, if we confess our sins, then he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. You got to talk, talk to him. You got to confess it. And I mean, really confess it. And God will forgive us for our sins. And then what? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Only he can cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Only God can cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Verse 10 says, if we say we have not sinned, then we depict God as a liar and show that we have not led his word, excuse me, find its way into our hearts. You're lying. Because mm -hmm. I, I, mean, I ain't even going to say God's lying up here because I ain't trying to die up here. Right. You see, yeah, just, no, he, he don't do that. And I like this because it puts us all in here. You see, do you know how often you should confess your sins? Every day. You see, see, I was good until the thought part got in there. Come on. See, I didn't get it. I didn't say nothing to him. Mm. I was angry as hell. I thought about killing him. You see, God don't do that. That's right. You see, it's hard. Now, maybe some of you all can do it. I can't even drive. As I get through driving, I had to go home and confess my sins. Amen. <laughs> you know, th this new type of driving, when people are up, up on you, or when you get a stop sign and somebody, you get to go and somebody else is coming up and they, you don't know if they're going to stop or not. And you say, we probably should say, oh, Jesus. <laughs> go ahead. Right. I said, probably should. I didn't say I said it because I ain't lying up in the pulpit. All right. Okay. Psalm 51 and 17. See, everybody, the says, oh, they all looking at me crazy, right? There's some folks in here shouldn't look at certain commercials. That's right. That's right. 
because you'll commit adultery. That's men and women. We're not excited today. This will keep you out of hell. And that's what the ultimate goal for the church is supposed to be. Because you're all going to die. But where you're going is determined about confessing, repenting, and salvation, which leads to eternal life. All right? In Psalm 51 and verse 17, it's talking about action. And it now here's, says, he, guess who wrote this? David. David wrote, yeah, you'll read the whole thing one day. Read Psalm 51 when you get home, the whole thing. David was a broken man. He felt the guilt and the pain. And he, he had a lot of tears in his eyes. There's only two tears for two emotions that God gave us. Tears of guilt and tears of joy. That's right. This is tears of guilt. I, I don't know if any of you all, because maybe y'all don't do it. Have you ever done something sinful? It was all right, and then you thought about it after it was over, and you felt sick in your stomach. That's what this boy felt. He felt sick. He loved God. And I know some of you can say, man, there's only people want to be honest. He probably, after it was all over, he sat there and thought about what was I thinking? That's right. If I only would have went to work. If I had never gazed too long. All right, here we go. Going through the motions doesn't please you. So I, I don't get excited. And, uh, you know, going to the motions doesn't please. Have you ever done that? Sit in church? Yeah, you have, because I saw some of you. That's right. You sit in there and just. Just going through the motion. That's why there used to be a thing that preachers would say, you don't hear me say it, God loves you, and so do I. And they would, the congregation would, they would ask the congregation to say that. Brother Roderick, they say, all right, come, let's say, I'll say, God loves you, so do I. There's some folk don't love you sitting up in here. That's right. So why tell people to tell a lie? That's right. You see? Okay. But I can be angry, but I don't sin. That's right. Some things ought to upset you. Here we go. He went on to say that a flawless performance is nothing to you. Keep going. And then in verse 17, 1 and 2, and 7 through 12 from the Passion, well, he wrote. So you, you got quiet because you want me to tell him. So there's waiting. too many people in church who just may have a performance. I was waiting. It ain't real. It's just it's an emotional thing. Right. It's in their emotions, but That's not right. in their spirit. Right. And it's a performance. Yes. Oh, you have it in the church. Right. You have it in this church. Yes. Church. It's just a performance. Mm -hmm. You see? Yes. Look. It's just mad. Pastor don't know y'all. He'd sit down talking about telling me that I'm going to hell. <laughs> he ain't got the right to tell me I'm going to hell. I'm gonna bust hell wide open. See, you doing that all that talking to yourself. I'm just, right. I'm just telling you what it says over here. Right. If you don't confess and repent and have salvation, you're going to hell. That's according to the gospel. Don't get mad, never get mad at the messenger. That's right. That's right. Just the message. Yes. All right. He said, the fountain of your pleasure is found in the sacrifice of my shattered heart before you. There comes a time, people, when you just need to be honest. 
I don't have nothing to give you, God, but a broken heart. I have nothing to give but my brokenness. I have nothing to give but my brokenness. I'm broken. My heart is shattered because I've let you down. I've, and he, he let the position of his people down. He, my heart is shattered. That's all I got. God doesn't need money. You see, he likes for you to praise him, but he don't need it. He's got angels doing that. That's right. You see, so what can I give him? Look at me. Sometimes the only thing you got to give him is your brokenness. That's right. And don't be afraid to say, Lord, get on your knees and say, I'm broken. I'm broken. Keep going. The pastor also knew God's love for him, and he wrote, You will not despise my tenderness as I bow down humbly at your feet. He says, when you, David says, the only thing I can, I know that you will, you'll accept my repentance. But I got to get out at your feet. Sometimes men, you want to stay, no, get down, humble yourself, get down at the feet of God. That's right. Take your brokenness to him. That's all you got. And you know, I know why. When people say, oh, that was a good message. Now, I probably won't get none today. That was just right for me. That's right. Yeah. You see? You believe in God? Amen. And somebody in there needed it. That's right. Okay. Then he wrote, God, give me mercy from your fountain of forgiveness. And I've been there before. God, give me mercy from your fountain of forgiveness. I know your abundant love is enough to wash away my guilt. He's, he's hurting inside. He's broken. The guilt was killing him. And he asked God to wash away my guilt. He went to sleep with it. He woke up with it. He had to live with it until Nathan called him out. And then he got here. The only place he could go is to get it right. Feelings buried alive won't die. The only way they will die, if you confess your sins, repent of your sins, then they die. Because then you're saved. And when you're saved, you're born again. And when you're born again, you become a new creature in Christ. That's a beautiful thing. And the the extra thing with that is you inherit eternal life. Yes, David's hurting. Have you ever been hurting? Amen. This is where you got to go. Ah, love the quiet church. You, you learning? Yes. All right. He went on to say, because your compassion is so great, take away the shameful guilt of sin. Shameful. David said, because your compassion is so great, take away the shameful sin. And if you are in here and said you have never done thing you're ashamed of, you don't love God. That's right. That's right. There's been some times in my life when it's shameful. It's shameful. Amen. Sometimes it's how you treat other people, right? Amen. And sometimes how you treat yourself. That's right. It's shameful. We just want to say, oh, God, God forgive me. He knows me. No, I don't. He wants you to become his sons and his daughters. And the only way you can do that is confess of your sins, repent of your sins, 
and get saved. Amen. All right? He went on to say, forgive the full extent of my rebellious ways and my. erase this deep stain on my conscience. Couldn't get it out of his head. Went to sleep, but couldn't sleep. Turning and tossing. Because he couldn't get it out of his head. And if you can't get it out of your head, it'll drift to your heart. That's right. That's right. Amen. And then it'll, if you can't get it, don't guard your heart, it'll drift to your spirit. I want to get rid of it. I don't want to live with it. I want to get it out of my conscience. Because when it's in your conscience, it's occupying space that the Holy Spirit wants to have. That's right. In your life. Say amen to that. Amen. Take a deep breath. I know that's right. <laughs> Keep going. Again, he cried out in verse 7. He said, purify my conscience. Make this leper clean again. Wash me in your love until I'm pure in heart. Clean me up. Isaac's working on a song for me. I'm going to use that scripture. Heaven, make sure I just get that scripture. I'm going to use that scripture. Sometimes. Clean me up. That's right. Clean me up. Me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Clean me up. Clean me up. Done things in your past, you can't go back and change it. But you can confess, repent, and get saved from it. All right? Verse 8, he said, satisfy me in your sweetness. Boy, he's talking to God, isn't he? He's talking to God and telling God about him, 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 God how sweet he is and how much God loves us and what God can do in our lives. Like I'm trying to get you to understand because there's some people in here, you know what I'm talking about. You're carrying the stain of your sins with you and it will haunt you for the rest of your life until you confess, repent, and then salvation will come. It'll stay alive until you confess it and repent of it. All right? Again, satisfy me in your sweetness. And my song of joy will return. Yes. He wants to, because I know sometimes in church, you want to, the praise team is really going good, but it's painful for some folks because they have no joy in their spirit. I've heard people come to me and say, you know, I went to church and I didn't feel nothing. I said, it wasn't what was going on in church. You didn't feel nothing. There was something going on inside you you didn't feel nothing. You see? That's right. Places you have crushed within me will rejoice in your healing touch. I need that healing touch. Heal the wounds and the pain and the grief in my spirit. Mm-hmm. It's killing me inside. I'm dying inside. You see? All right. What's, what scripture am I at? Verse 9. Thanks. Hide my sins from your face. Erase all my guilt by your saving grace. Hide from me. Just turn, turn away from my sin. David, was he loved God so much. This was a man that loved God so much, he was willing to face a giant and put his life on the line. That's right. But it didn't keep him from sinning. No. Yeah. Satan probably said, now look at you, David. Mm-hmm. Now look at you, king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you went from a shepherd boy to a warrior to a king, but now look at you. You see? It can happen. 
All right, here we go. I'm getting tired. I know y'all wore out, because I'm wired with this one. That's right. Because sometimes it's truly the Holy Ghost sending it, because, whew, here we go. Pastor, look at verse 10. He says, keep creating in me a clean heart. Yeah, keep it. Keep cleaning me a clean heart. Anytime I do something, clean me up. Keep cleaning in me a clean heart. That's what I keep asking. That's right. Mm -hmm. It's a heart. Mm -hmm. This country has gone crazy. That's right. All of the killings and backbitings and underminings and lying and all of this stuff out here. Young people are dying because they can't handle life and all of this. The churches are being empty. And Satan is having a field day. You see? Got to repent. Sometimes as a parent, you're gonna re you need to repent. Lord, I'm sorry for the example I was for my children. You gave me them as a gift. And I'm sorry for what they saw me and how they saw me. You see? Here we go. Again, keep creating in me a clean heart. Fill me with pure thoughts and holy desires ready to please you. Give me, change my, my thought pattern. Can I say it? Reprogram me. That's right. I need to be reprogrammed. I need for you to reprogram me so I think different. I'm, I don't think so much about my sins anymore. I confessed. I repented. I'm saved. Reprogram me. That's right. So I don't live in guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. Only he can do that. Yes. Only he can do that. Amen. Is anybody told, well, you just need to forget it and go on with your life? <laughs> uh, really? That's right. Ain't that easy? Okay. In verse 11, he said, may you never reject me. May you what? Never reject never me. Never reject me. It hurt him. He's grieving. God, never reject me. Never take from me your sacred spirit. Never take from me your sacred spirit. I need your spirit, your sacred spirit in me. Let me tell you all something. If I didn't have the spirit of God in me, you all would have seen a new kind of fool. That's right. Because, you know, I'm on, I was on that chain here. I was out there. That's right. And some of you are out there with me. You're in the long, Pastor. You see, I don't want to go back there anymore. I don't even want to think about it anymore. Thank you. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about this morning? Yes. Yeah. Finally, right. in verse 12, he said, Let my passion for life be restored, tasting joy in every breakthrough you bring to me. He's going to read that again. Let my what? Passion for be, life be, be restored. restored. I just want to live. I want to live. Let my passion for life be restored. I want to be excited about life. See, Because David was. At one time, he was excited about life. And that thing took it away from him because it killed him inside. And he didn't know, he didn't want to live anymore. This is where we have so many people today committing suicide. They don't want to live. God, I wish we could just pray and ask God to restore all of them so they have a passion for life. Doesn't work that way. They've got to do it for themselves. That's right. 
You gonna, you, am I doing all right? Amen. You all are looking at me. You're learning something? Amen. Some of you came with somebody. Talk about it. You need to talk about it with somebody. You see? Sister Gwen and I have a thing that we do to each other. We'll ask you, how you doing? Yeah. Because I don't know that's how she's doing unless I asked her. And then sometimes they say, how are we doing? Right. Oh, yes. How are we doing? People are sitting. I hope none of you are sitting in here. But people are sitting. They don't have any idea how their spouse feels. That's right. Because you didn't ask. That's right. How are you doing? How are we doing? Some of you need to go talk to the prophet. That's right. Scared to talk. We have some people in here that will say, I don't like talking to the pastor. I know what he's going to say. No, you don't. That's Satan lying to you. That's right. You're scared of what he's going to say. That's right. Because he may call you out. That's right. And those that are laughing the loudest are giving themselves away. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> and then he said, hold me close to you with a willing spirit. When I get away from God, I'm in trouble. When I get away from him, Brother Rod, I'm in trouble. Hold me close to you with a willing spirit. I'm going to use Brother Roderick said in there. He's a supervisor over people. Lord, I know he has to pray every day. You got to tell people to work. They think they're there for a check. Not to work. That's just new society. I'm talking about everyday walking. We need God. God, hold me close. Amen. Hold me close. Okay. All right. Put Lastly, the, from the voice, verse 10 and 12, David said. I love this. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Get on the trash, the dirt, and the guilt, and the shame, and the blame out of my heart. Get my heart right. Restore within me a sense of being brand new. I want a sense of being brand new. Yeah. I guarantee you something you don't want to hear. Some of y'all sitting there, if you get this right, you will enjoy your household more than you've ever enjoyed it. If you have a brand new attitude, you'll have a brand new home. That's right. Amen. That's right. All right. Then he said, do not throw me far away from your presence. I can't, I can't, I can't get away. Don't, Lord, please. Don't let me get too far away from you. Snatch me in. The Lord is my shepherd. Remember we done that last week and you always excited? One thing you didn't get excited about, he had a staff to snatch you back. That's right. That's right. I want him to snatch, snatch me back. Don't let me get too far away from you. I've been doing this a long time. I'm saved, but I'm not safe. That's right. And I know that. I can't afford to get away from him. That's right. All right. And do not remove your Holy Spirit from me. For real. If the Holy Spirit leaves, if the Holy Spirit leaves me, then I'm on my own. That's right. And the last person that I know that needs to be on their own is Johnny Chesterfields Jr. Amen. That brother don't never need to be on his own. He needs the Holy Spirit to be with him, in him, moving him, talking to him, guarding him, protecting him. Am I the only one in here? No. All right. And then finally, verse 12, he said, Give back to me the deep delight of being saved by you. What? 
here we go. I've been saved, I've been saved. Give me back the de delight of being saved by you. Let your willing spirit sustain me. Say amen to that. Huh? Yes, yes. <laughs> 